Welcome back to the Reset Rebel podcast with me, Joe Yule. And today I am joined by the three musketeers, I'm going to call them, <laughs> of Le Grand Bouvabitha. Welcome to this very special episode of the Reset Rebel on New Year's Eve. Lee. Hi. Woo! <laughs> As every good podcast should begin, James. Uh, yes, it does. And here's an interesting fact about New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve every day every day of the year somewhere in the world it's always new year think about it always new year's eve did you just make that up I, earlier <laughs> <laughs> yes excellent I, i'm gonna unravel the rest of the details about that uh, wonderful little anecdote that you've kicked off with hannah brand new member of the grand booth the team welcome to the reset rebel thank you so much thank you for having us it's an absolute pleasure, and um, as Lee pours the wonderful um, fizz that he's just popped open, I think, you know, I the, I didn't know that there was um, this wonderful addition to the team until I actually uh, tasted some of your incredible um, food at Fincadelica just um, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, how how did this wonderful accoutrement to the, to the band of Merry Men happen? Uh, how did it happen? James and I decided not to be comp- in competition with each other. <laughs> <laughs> there was bad blood and too many deaths, and we thought we need to we need to either kill each other or unite and kill the others. So we decided to kill the others. Yeah, they're basically. I promised I wouldn't talk about murder, didn't I? <laughs> that took precisely thirty seconds. Lee's pouring the wine. Let's let's go back to the uh, mini celebration that needs to unfold here, if we if we're allowed. Yeah, of course. Cheers. Here we go. Happy New Year! Mm. Have you heard that one that said the girl that does not bang, i.e., bang her glass on the table, does not bang? It's a Spanish thing. Okay. I've never heard the bang on the table. I just know you have to have eye contact. So I purposely don't look people in the eyes so everyone has bad sex. I just want to spread it. I think it's my job to make people have less fun, not more. Has that actually been clinically proven that uh, if you don't stare somebody in the eyes that you give them bad sex for the next 20 years? Well, I definitely give them bad sex. (laughs) 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 Oh, I don't know. How do you go about that? Well, you just don't try. You definitely cry a few times. And then obviously screaming their mother's name helps. <laughs> well, if you were wondering what to do tonight for New Year's Eve and how to celebrate the end of what has been a rather strange year, I think that could definitely up the older ante a notch or two. Um, Lee, <laughs> let's come to you. Um, how did, um, yeah, how has this year been, been for you guys in the kitchen? Yeah, good. You know, it's uh, started all a bit... Um, you know, slow for everybody, I'm sure. Um, but then it ramped up pretty pretty quickly. And obviously having Hannah on board now, it just she, you know, sort of ignited a fire up us a little bit as well, um, so to speak. And uh, yeah, it's been good. It's a good year. Really good year. And next year's looking even better, so happy. 
Hannah, how do you like to be described as the royal rocket up their bums? I mean, I love that so much. Watch me change my Instagram handle now. Will put fire up your ass. Um, yeah, they're no, lovely. That's really sweet. We like we we get on really well. I was just saying to James earlier today, actually, I was like, because I'm just so surrounded by women all the time here. My whole life is like women, women, and like James and Lee, and also uh, Nick, who trains me at Project and handstands. I like the only men I'm actually spending time with recently. And I was like, uh, I was like, I only really hang out with you and uh, Lee because you like balance me with your masculineness. And James is like, and it's a job, like, and you have to be here, like. We, we have to work together. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, yeah, also financial reward. Um, but basically, yeah, and we've, like, uh, work colleagues and, like, besties, and it's like, yeah, we all get on really well. I like being with them. How did you, how did you meet James? I think at Amoravor, if you remember that um, wonderful festival that was in 2018, I, I met you there. Mm-hmm. And then a bit of work together over a few years, working with me. And then I think it was in 2019, we did a quite a bit of private chefing together. Yeah, I basically, I had a, a like a very, very high-end client, like really, really good. And I just wanted the food to be exceptional. So I was like, I'm going to get James to do this with me. So I was like, do you want to do this? We'll split everything 50-50 and we'll just, we'll like just do this job for this client for it was like two weeks he was here with a harem of women actually but um it was a really good gig really well paying and really really lovely people and we worked so well together in that and we actually are really similar like we're both pretty chaotic and creative and like visionary in how we see things and see food and similar restaurant experience in london so also in the kitchen like we need someone who's not quite with that brain like whatever that brain is because we share that similar chaos and so sometimes it's so nice to have like an assistant I mean I'm not cooking now as much I'm kind of like trying not to do that but um when we work with a chef who's like OCD like in in a different way like we're we're perfectionists and OCD but in a particularly chaotic creative way and then you have some people who are not who are like everything's in straight lines and everything's immaculate and like they don't even try it's just like the same everything looks identical and Lee is a lot more like that although he's not like chefing but he has that brain and so that comes into play with like the organization and the management and just being so ordered naturally it takes me effort to have that you know how, how do you do that, Lee? Tell us, because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people wanting to walk into 2022 with this uh, very organised uh, ideal of a life. No, no I'm not that organised. I'm just organised compared to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, Where does that come from? Oh, God, I don't know. Trauma. Yeah, years of, yeah, trauma, years of injustice, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean... You know, these guys are just like, they're creating every day, you know, like, you know, having Hannah with us now, like, I think it just brought in that feminine energy that we needed, like really needed, because otherwise it's just two grumpy old men running a business, like really. We're not really that masculine. It's not like it's Tessa on, you know, we're not in sports cars showing our willies. We're pretty, pretty camp. I was kind of thinking, actually, the way that you were crunching those nuts, James, was was, was quite uh, quite manly. There's a, there's a good pile of shells there. Oh, I was just about to say, I've let go of Lee now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, to be honest, I think I'm probably more masculine than yeah. both of them in some ways. But that is what it is. They're like, they're boys, they're not the most, but we're, we're all the same. Mm. What, what, what I think, uh, to paraphrase Lee, Hannah brought 
sort of a fresh pair of eyes and also a youth which yeah. I don't have. I don't have children. Lee does have a child, and that just makes you even tired. Um, <laughs> but just youth and exuberance. She likes to meet people, go out. I'm pretty uh, quiet, so is Lee. And, you know, to work on this island, you need that. You need that vibrancy. And I love cooking, but I love being in the kitchen and not really speaking to people. Oh, dear. We've got a small problem. There's a microphone in your face. There's four here. This is, there's no one else except us four. That's easy. As soon as and Father Christmas. Six, and Father Christmas. Hey. Um, but once it gets above six, I find it harder and harder socially. Yeah. Become quite inept and awkward. Yeah. Was that something you think you discovered about yourself in lockdown or like, you know, that you're not the extrovert that maybe you sometimes come across as? Mm, not in lockdown, but when I gave up drinking, I realised, you know, I don't really like big parties but you know that's why hannah's here you will see her at every single party (laughs) i'm like hello oh you're out again i'm like guys you don't realize i'm working like i'm constantly talking about what we're doing and the brand and then people are like wow you're at everything i'm like what i'm like i'm working you you don't need social media you are yourself an app of social media of just (laughs) that's the middle finger and a sort of grumpy face I mean, I'm more social also, but we share like a lot of ambition and like wanting to do stuff, wanting to achieve, like I want to achieve so many things and realise that we'll work better to do that together and have this kind of support network and like we've got each other's backs and Mm -hmm. if one person's a bit ill or like whatever's going on is going on, like we can take the brunt for each other rather than when you're alone and you only have yourself to motivate yourself, which is what I was kind of doing before and it's just been really nice. So how would you describe what Hannah's uh, brought into the mix apart from the feminine energy? Sorry, I, I, uh, energy, energy, and, yeah. and that, that's it, just... Ener- <laughs> um, Floundering. Yeah. Um, just a spark, a spark that I, it's really hard to explain, but it's, you know, especially, you know, having the year that we had as well through COVID, you know... Oh, didn't... Sorry. I haven't got my nutcrackers to uh, give you a little bump on the nose, but uh, it's okay. We'll, we'll move swiftly on from that naughty word. James has got the nutcracking going on, don't worry. Uh, yeah, well, the, you know, the year, you know, we've come out, we came out of something that we all know, and, um, and yeah, every, you know, everything was, energy was low and things were low, and we, we tried to pull ourselves out of it as best we could. We adapted, but Hannah was there when we were going through that, through that change, and Hannah was there when we were going through those sort of... Um, new movements and and she's stuck around thankfully which is which has been great for us and you know I'm just really happy to have her and well for us all to be together and like she said you know we all bounce off each other in different ways and you know we all bring something to the table and it's and and but you know if, it's good if we had to say someone was the best it'd be me wouldn't it <laughs> if we i mean obviously we all bring a lot but i'm the best aren't i <laughs> but we all bring something different but my stuff's better <laughs> that's what we're sort of sum- to, in summation they're good I'm great modesty is important at this stage of the game it's not the moment to be modest on New Year's Eve like come on and it is a moment you know apart from uh, this wonderful addition to the crew I think you know to, to figure out what it is that we're celebrating at the end of this year apart from that one thing what else is there on your list of uh, celebratory items Hannah um what are we celebrating well yeah us like work it, how it's changed so organically as well like Lee saying thank you ps for the compliments um but that we didn't really have a massive plan we've just kind of all keep working together and growing together and having this shared vision so i am so grateful for 
um, how my professional life has kind of gone this year and the freedom within that. Because also it's like, we are here in Ibiza. Like we've chosen to live somewhere with sun like all the time with really good parties, with really good freedom, with all the fun things. So to work in an environment that inspires more of that and allows for that instead of us trying to like pretend to be really boring and like stuck up or we, we, we just are free and enjoy what we're doing so I'm really grateful for that and celebrate more of that what am I celebrating oh oh I don't know rhubarb <laughs> I love rhubarb I'll celebrate that every day uh Tango. I've taken up tango. That's very celebratory and lovely. There's um, a, fitness, generally. Oh, yeah, fitness. Big up to the fitness massive. Whoop, you know who you are. What? Tango is a little bit sexy, James. Are you, uh, you're, you're looking quite um, really resplendent, as always, in that incredible I'm outfit. But uh, tell, me, tell me what you wear to tango. Well, pretty much this, but I've got some kick-ass sleazy shoes. <laughs> like, they are proper try-it-on-with-wife-husband-whatever shoes. Sit down on the light on someone's lap and say, put your finger up my bum. That sort of shoes. <laughs> Prostate me now. Prostrate me now. Better than the vegan shoes that you're wearing today, which are bright red, and I am loving the vegan shoes. Yeah, these are good as well. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, fitness. That's what I'd celebrate for this year, and also celebrate next year, which I think is going to 2022 is going to be freaking brilliant. It's going to be lovely. Uh, I'm not sure, surely, not entirely sure why, but yeah, sure. Exciting times. The only way is up. That's what Yaz said. I'm going with that. What What are you uh, celebrating apart from? Uh apart from the obvious wonderful addition to your trio? I think different mindset, you know. I'm in a completely different place to where I was last year, you know, mentally. And I think, um, you know, there was times where I didn't really know my place here on the island. And, you know, and I think this year has has shifted a lot, actually. You know, uh, being where I am, um, my home and my family and my business partners and, 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 you know, yeah, it just feels like a, a real good step forward for me personally. And yeah, I'm just happy to be on the island now and more so than ever. So that's 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 my that's my stuff. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. I really yeah, all of those are wonderful um little moments to definitely be celebrated. I'm celebrating nuts really just because they're in my line of vision and the fact that I can see them I'm like I do love a whole nut and my grandmother and my mum at Christmas time always used to get the old newspaper out and um, sit there cracking their nuts and eating fresh walnuts so I'm feeling very nostalgic right now and I'm not going home for Christmas to my own parents this year so I'm celebrating the fact that they are still alive on this planet um, at 84 and 75 and that's definitely um, something to celebrate so hurrah um, what was there your is benefit to having no family or parents like me? It saves a fortune at Christmas and phone calls, hardly any. I have really got everything I need. <laughs> You've got your like shoes. An opposing view because we need to have both sides of the argument. We definitely, definitely do. But I think I'd like to ask uh, Mrs. Socialite over here what uh, what was your favourite ever New Year's Eve and what actually happened. Um. <laughs> I can put an explicit warning on this podcast if uh, if needs be. Favourite New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh, it's so difficult. They do all kind of get better and better. And also that would be explicit. Um, 
What was I doing last year? Oh, last year was good. Last, so last year we did a really illegal party because obviously it was like deep lockdown. So we got villa and then padded all the walls with mattresses and stuff. Um, and that was quite a fun one. That was, again, it was a, like a mostly women and then like a few men sort of at the back, like a bit like, oh, like not really sure what their place was. And it all got like very, it was almost like the DJ was playing and it was like all the women, It was I, I had this sort of vision that we were in like this sort of jungle and he was like the prey and all these women were sort of like tigers. <laughs> he was just playing, bless, bless him, like really good, like really, like it wasn't even that and hot. just but... having some wine and Weetabix, I guess, that night. <laughs> yeah, so much wine and Weetabix. <laughs> Um, and then it was like, and it's like all the women, and like everyone was just giving off like such a sexual vibe. And like, bless him, he was just there, like occasionally looking up from the decks, but like mostly just keeping his head down. And it was like, it was pretty full on sex vibe. So that was last year. Um, and the year before that was that one. Oh, yeah, that was good. What was my favourite ever New Year's? Um, I had a really good one when I was in London. Uh, I used to maitre d for a bit at the Chilton Firehouse. Um, in Marylebone and that was a very big party I think Mario Testino did his party there and yeah I I ended up um, having to sleep in a room in the hotel and I came down for a shift the next day and my boss told me to go home Um, so that was a good one as well who were sleeping in the room with? I just I woke up fully clothed in my uniform I had a shift the next day so I went down and he was like Hannah maybe best if you just pop home I was like yep so that was that and then I left like three days later anyway that was a good few years ago I think that's, yeah, par for the course to a degree in the industry you work in. I mean, uh, not now, James, because you don't drink, but can you remember a time when you kind of went for it on New Year's Eve and perhaps um, didn't make it home? Oh, well, I wouldn't have made it home. No, I mean, my favourite New Year's Eve, I don't remember really what happens. All I know is I successfully took 22 cab journeys. Um, And that's all I boasted for for weeks is, I took 22 different cabs. Because I kept count, and I was obviously off my face on many different things, and I just kept going from party to party, cab to cab, and I was like, more cabs, more cabs! Um, so, yeah, that was about it. <laughs> I probably didn't stay anywhere very long. I mean, that's through the whole day and the next morning, you know, it's a 48-hour process, because obviously the day doesn't finish till you sleep. So if, you know, on New Year's Eve, if you say, I'm going to stop smoking New Year's Day, that doesn't count until you've had your first sleep. So if you manage to stay, you know, banging it out for another seven days the first day of new year's eve is when you sleep of the new year so yeah Aww. where did you actually spend the countdown in a taxi probably i don't know i mean i i'm, I'm old my brain is bad and i don't really remember details because they're not important <laughs> but the number of cabs you take is and it made me feel very important very special man and i was like that was king of london that night i thought <laughs> you were gonna this t- guy mr cabby mccab cab <laughs> I just gonna say that must have cost you an absolute fortune. Really? I mean, it was the early 2000s, and you know, radio cabs were quite cheap then. A few black cabs. And cocaine was expensive, but the cabs were cheap. I heard that Addison Lee have switched to electric cars, and I was wondering how they funded their new fleet, but clearly you were the main uh, beneficiary. Oh, I definitely helped Ad Lee back in the day, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, that'd be my best New Year's Eve, I think. Lee, have you got any advance on 22 caps? <laughs> no, I haven't. I can't beat that. 2010 was my favourite, I think, in Australia. That was a good one. Uh, like, again, like five, six different parties going like going from train to train to party to party. Three days of... Yeah, no, it was good. And, uh, and I remember my friend, I was saying, I'm so sleepy, I'm so tired. He goes, oh, just take this, this will help you sleep. 
didn't help me sleep because it was something completely different to what he told me it was. So, yeah. <laughs> Another 24 hours, please. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, 2010. 11 years later, are you any older and wiser? I'm <laughs> just older. <laughs> More wrinkly. And uh, yeah, no, not wiser. Definitely not when it comes to that. I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that and I'm sure you know when it comes to your events that there's some serious wisdom in the old uh, in the old pot and I have actually worked at one of your wonderful events which was like possibly my favorite ever job when I got to kind of dress up as a an old 1940s cake lady from the WI which was a lot of fun I mean obviously some of the events that you do do aren't just you know run-of-the-mill dinner parties but you do do you know these wonderful pop-up supper clubs what's what's the plan for next year Oh, we want to combine every. We kind of almost want to be like your one-stop shop for everything. Like take care with food at the absolute helm at the centre. Like the best food on the island, James's twists. Like everything's amazing, food-wise covered, and then everything. So music, food, art, like freaking cool spaces. Creating an event, creating an atmosphere from from every element, and being the best at doing that. So we'll create something from scratch. I also want to. I have a vision of putting on parties that are amazing and unique and different to stuff that's already happening because the food will be the best but with amazing music with like interesting we did that one at Fingadelica where we had the the 3D art in the cave downstairs and just kind of like doing stuff that's a bit different and and creative and creating something from scratch that isn't already there we work with amazing people also all about collaboration and pulling in like the best people on the bar the best people in art the best DJs like but doing something that feels really organic and really wholesome and really like, you know, enriching and basically bring people an experience. So more of that next year, instead of just being like, oh, there's a wedding, here's the canapes, here's the menu, here's our staff, please <clears throat> smile. Okay, it's it's a bit more exciting than that for the weddings. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, that, um, it's, ah, here's the canapes, here's the staff, ah, here's the staff, more like that, okay? More like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's about that. But the weddings will be even more exciting than you might have already known. Exciting. So yeah, just just making everything like a bit more creative, exciting, sexier, fresher, different, like like cool. Just make things a bit cooler. Next. I think actually talking of making things a bit cooler, is there any chance that we could actually switch the heater off? Because uh, just noticed that I'm I'm starting to break out in a fine sheen. <laughs> this wonderful, amazing outdoor heater that's been switched on, but it's actually still quite sunny after um, I don't know how many months of rain. It feels like we were in 40 days and 40 nights not too long ago in Armageddon. Yes, the reason was I wasn't on the island and she wept for me. <laughs> and when I returned, the sun returned. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Act. James got stranded in Florence with COVID for <laughs> You have to neck the rest of your drink. That is the rules. This is what's happening now. <laughs> for about a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were did you have a nice time in Italy? I had a wonderful time for I got a uh, sickness which meant I didn't have to answer the phone. I could stay in bed watching TV and I really enjoy being ill. I actually like the feeling of being ill, that sort of befuddlement and that sort of it's it's almost like being a child because you're cocooned in this sort of internalized in your head like you can't ah oh, I loved it. I had a really good time. Watched shitloads of TV and didn't speak to anyone. Fucking ideal. <laughs> I think there's been a lot of cocooning going on in the last few years and like, you know, meeting ourselves and just generally being kind of like in our own bubble of, um, yeah, of just like 
a different space and you know as you said there's been a lot of highs and lows along the way but a lot a lot of lessons have been learned since we've sort of taken a step back from the busyness what's what's the main thing that you've kind of you know maybe kind of um noticedly during the, these periods of less less busyness Oof. um jeez um less less busyness um i i don't know kind of to take stock of what's important um the risk sounding uh too too dull just just yeah my you know like being with my son is a big thing for me you know like i i love my family i love i love i'm a family guy you know this is you know that's that's what i am like it's um simple as that so yeah to take stock and to understand that we don't have to work as, as slog as hard as we have been in previous years as well to um to achieve what you know the, the what we can ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a family guy that series must have been named after you lee actually i think there's a, there's a definite element of you in, in family guy james has gone over to give him a big cut <laughs> just get <I> just <laughs> <laughs> I think we all get a bit nervous when someone starts shoving a microphone in our in our faces. Um, apart from James, of course. Well, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, I did go on lovely Harry's radio show, and I totally froze. I don't know why I can speak in a podcast for... It's because there's no one here. The radio show was live, so I knew there's some bastards out there listening. Ten of them. But still, it was more than six, so that puts me right up the willies. But see, right up the willies. I mean, we won't go down that path. But I think, yeah, I mean, there's definitely more than ten people living this, listening to this, I hope. Somewhere. Well, but not right now. That's in the future. That's in the future, so it right doesn't now, exist right now. Just for it, so it doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. Only now exists. If you could go into the future, where would you go? Just to the point where the last human takes their breath and I, I, put, I take the pillow off and I, I finish myself. <laughs> I just knew we were going to get into some good death on this podcast after the last one. I don't know what episode it was that you came on to talk to me about pies, but uh, yeah, if you want, which do you uh, scroll back through the, the menu bar and find James Knight so and his sorry. pies. If, if I could go anywhere into the future... I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I think I'd rather go into the past because there's some wonderful things to see in the past. Um, the last dinosaur dying and I take the pillow off its face and... Um, <laughs> sorry, let's ask someone else because it might be a real answer. I didn't know I was going to say that, sorry. <laughs> Hannah, talk to us about the future. Where, where, where are you at with that? What would you, what would you like to see as James grabs his pipe in haste? <laughs> Uh, what do I want to see in the future? Um, well, I'd like a boat and a helicopter. <laughs> um, I would like a personal makeup artist who just wakes me up in the morning and puts a face on for me so I don't have to think about it. Um, I'd like a husband and a few wives. Um, and, um, and a, like a couple of lovely houses in Ibiza, a little apartment in uh, New York. And since we're, you know, doing our wish list, a genie. Yeah. So that's the future for me. So we need to, um, lots more gigs, please, if you're listening. Come book, book Le Grand Booth for my future. What would you make the genie do? Would you just make it do sort of menial housework and never use the wish bit? <laughs> I don't need you. You're nothing. Just wash, <laughs> Dicky Genie. <Yeah. laughs> I've got everything I need. Exactly. 
I mean, that could be possible. I'll, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to just pull a cracker and a genie pops out, you know, that, but, but housework would be top of the old Mrs. Doubtfire, one of those kind of dreamy kind of scenarios where uh, uh, that beautiful man who's no longer with us, uh, you know, pops out and, and does his thing. Absolutely, yeah. Housework on tap. Um, yeah, that would be good. We've got Lee, keeps everything in order, ship shape. No, I'm just kidding. I would never get him to do housework. Does he do your housework? He doesn't do mine. <laughs> Lee, do you do these, uh, these guys' housework? Uh, secretly, yes. <laughs> they, 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 go, they, they come home and everything's crystal. But <laughs> my, my, um, um, what I want to see is I want to see, I really want to see James put a pillow over the last dinosaur. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's what, fuck everything else. That's what I want to see. I mean, that, that could happen, actually. You know, this is obviously a manifesting session for, for 2022 as well as a podcast. It's not, you know, we're not just here for a little chit-chat. But, you know, I think, yeah, we do like to manifest. James's language, I think, has changed quite a lot since I've been in his life as his co-worker. Because he started just not being able to, like, even hear the word manifest without, like, a a lengthy kind of like FFS type tirade of the fact that manifestation is not a thing it's just doing something um, and now he's like oh I manifested it when something happens but yeah we have an, but yeah. I've always put the addendum by working really hard and earning the money to achieve it <laughs> those are a dynamic convo thank you <laughs> I mean what does you know People kind of poo-hoo this whole manifesting thing, but I think, you know, when you say things out loud that you want in this world, then, yeah, powerful things can happen. And it's not, you know, it's not something to be sniffed at, James. I totally agree, but there's a manifestation and there's an idea. And by working hard, you achieve the idea, and by saying it out loud, you do it. But there's obviously the the softer side of manifestation, of sitting there meditating, saying, I want to be rich and do well, and then not doing anything. And I'm not saying the right-wing adage of pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, but... To even achieve medium wellness, you need to work quite hard and, you know, set your goals and kick them, kick them in the face and drag them down and mug them. I hear, I hear that you're... A, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared now, but, uh, you know, I know that you're a very motivated man. You were up with the, you know, before the sparrows and uh, basically you're you're at, up and at them and in the kitchen like early doors. Yeah, it's to stop the voices. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I had to stop work, I was like, I've been working really hard for the last year. And it's like, yes, this is who I am. I'm, I'm the chef. I don't really need much else. And then when I stopped, it's like, what am I? <laughs> am I more than this? Oh, TV, come back. <laughs> that's a beautiful thing to admit and I'm sure you're not you know everybody gets that little voice in the morning but just no one talks about it yeah yeah no and yeah no I I, yeah I don't have an off button sometimes it turns out um which is good (laughs) (laughs) well it's good for Lee because uh (laughs) business is booming (laughs) no I'm just kidding I think you know you are clearly on fire when you're in the kitchen like literally blink and you miss you you're like a whirling dervish and it's you know it's amazing and I think some people have a lot of fire in their belly and and do a lot of things and other people yeah they they write things and they organize things and they dust things and they broom things and yeah there's got to be an even balance of all those wonderful things in a team but exactly so whilst I'm very motivated in the kitchen a bit like 
in that uh, Fantasia thing where Mickey Mouse, the stupid sorcerer, gets all those fucking idiot brooms to carry on. I'll just keep cooking, making stuff. And unless someone points that making stuff somewhere like Lee or Hannah, I'm just going to make brownies until it overloads and the kitchen falls apart with brownies and fucking gravies. Like, stop. No, make more food. Make more food. Got to keep going on. James, give them food. Make more food. You know, I, the team directs that, that energy in the right point. Otherwise, I would just cook for no reason so thanks guys <laughs> i don't think there's going to be many people complaining that you cook for no reason though i mean that's not that's not a bad thing <laughs> yeah no except it's just going to be thrown away you know like apart from you. when i ran into you in the street the other week and you basically stopped the van and gave me a brownie out the window i was like yes that's what my life needed in that moment i was very happy that you had too much food in the back of your van and also you were starving and a bit lost weren't you you'd been walking for hours and you'd missed lunch and you were dazed oh. Dazed and confused, and yeah. uh, I think I'd forgotten my credit card at home. I was sweaty and hot and exhausted and very, very hungry, so thank you yeah. for that. That was a, a magical moment where my genie just uh, popped out of a white van. Also, please do not accept uh, sweets from strangers from vans, other people. <laughs> like, do, do know them first. That was a real thing back in the day, wasn't it, for children, that you had to warn them not to uh, speak to strangers. I'm not going to put the mic over to you now, Lee, because then I'm going to like encourage you to probably start talking about something you really don't feel comfortable with. <laughs> oh, giving sweets to children. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm nervous enough. <laughs> what gets you out of bed in the morning, Lee? <laughs> uh, Susie. <laughs> Um, and my son, yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, Oryx definitely gets me out of bed in the morning, every morning. You say you struggled to find your place in Ibiza, but what is it that keeps you here? What was it that motivated you to find your place and make it happen? It's not an easy place to, to set up a business. No, no, it's not. Um, I guess, you know, uh, well, I'm, you know, I moved here for love initially, which is, as, as, I know it sounds... Uh, see, this is why I don't like mics on me because I'm like I'm so you know compared to, to these two, I'm like dull as dishwasher. I know, sweet, like yeah, yeah, but I okay, yeah. So you know, I moved here for love, blah blah blah, whatever. Next question. <laughs> oh, it's not sweet. It's beautiful. No, but you, do you know what? This island, this island, I've grown here. You know, like this is you know I've been here almost six years now, and it's it's been you know. It's been a it's been a journey for me, and it's uh, it's been a good one. And you know, this is where it sat me, and you know, I'm sat here with you, fine people, like talking about a successful business and talking about a successful next year and drinking champagne in the sun. Like we're 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 all right, you know. Like like I'm having a fucking great time. So you know, I've got I've got I've got a good life, and that's that's you know, and it's and it's take you know, we've been through our ups and downs. We've been it's been tough to get here, but you know. We're here now and it's it's looking good. And I'm 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 super happy. Yeah, really happy. What you know, how would you what what's the glue that sticks you guys together to, to keep creating? Dark, dark, sick humour. <laughs> I'm fu- I'm fully I'm fully getting across that one on this podcast. Some of the conversations we have. Um no, I just got goosebumps, Lee, when you were talking, because it is true and like talk about manifesting whatever but yeah we'll just say we keep moving forward without too much of a plan and just kind of keep going we're really positive we have like a really positive shared vision of abundance and generosity and like 
James and I both are like massive feeders, like him giving you brownies. Like we want people to be happy and we want people to feel nourished and feel good. Like sometimes even, yeah, at the like detriment to what is a good business sense. But like that's what kind of drives us to to do things. So it comes from a, such a place of love and like genuinely enjoying what we're doing, all three of us. I will, I will step in on this one because I think what Hannah mentioned earlier as well is it's the organicness of it all. And I feel like this whole thing has been so organic and I think all three of us in our own ways are, are people that that want to give to the world, you know, like like I, I do, you know, I, 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 I'm a giver, you know, I love like hosting events, I love, you know, putting things, I want people to be happy, you know, and I think James and Hannah in their own ways want that as well. So, you know, I think that's what, I, I think that may, be the, that may be the glue, I don't know, or part of the glue and, and, and the sixth sense of humour, obviously. I think the happiest you ever made me was when you basically sort of papered a table with brown paper and then just started squirting, what? squirting uh, juicy, delicious, sweet syrup and cream and, and chocolate sauce everywhere. And then just this like eaten mess situation just unfolded. And I was like, literally, my hands were just like in the middle of this table, just mulching in this delicious, messy goodness. Um, that wasn't us. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, that's 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 the dessert parade, which we haven't done for a while. I'd love the dessert parade, um, except uh, what? Except it's the cleaning, and we haven't been able to do uh, supper clubs, which we normally did it on. We haven't been able to do one for a while due to uh, cost factors and. Uh, oh, there was a because a close brush with the with the c word there. It was very very good that you uh, masked that. Covenient. <laughs> Covideo. I, I, I can't wait for the days to return that we can all get our hands in some in some meringue, you know, and just have a good a good uh, a good play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get sticky fingers. That's what it's like in our kitchen most of the time. <laughs> well, you know, what unfolds when you two get to the they're in the kitchen? I'd quite like to see this one day. Well. Actually, when we're writing menus, it's a wonderful to... We, we did some delivery boxes over, uh, like, the beginning of the year. And writing the menus was a really wonderful, collaborative and creative process where, obviously, everything starts with just words. So you, you write an idea of a dish and you just throw some words which sound good together, which you know taste good together. And then taking that one word, say parsley, what does parsley mean here? Could it mean a green oil? Could it mean deep fried? Could it mean chopped in with this, raw, big, small? And just using that collaborative process of writing down a set of words and then looking at each of these words, which are also ingredients, um, and then giving them an application. That was, that was brilliant. That was so much fun. Because it's, it's, you know, you write leek potato parsley. So many permutations of what that could be and how that could be and soup, solid, pie, you know, and it's just that. That was fun to do together. And that's what I've been missing for so long since I've moved here away from working in a collaborative restaurant is just to go, what are we going to do? And it, it just, yeah. Yeah, we, like, we, we definitely inspire each other in the kitchen in a creative way because we'll be like oh we've got this like what should we okay let's do that and he'll be like I'll be like why don't we just put some rosemary in there and, we'll add, and we kind of work like that and build these things problem being neither of us either really write down what we're actually doing <laughs> so what would be great is like a little sort of like elfin creature who could just be there with us like writing down what we've been doing someone who carries a microphone with her all the time 
who could it be? recently unemployed. <laughs> I promise. Stop manifesting, James. I'll get fed very well. Um, yeah, so we, and I, I love writing, love writing menus. That was kind of the main thing we were doing in winter, and that's kind of what, we were doing these boxes every week. Um, so you'd get your loaf of bread, your five meals, and we packaged them all up beautifully, like tied them with ribbon and string, and we'd go out and deliver, deliver the boxes, James Lee and myself, and, um, you know, drive around the island with these, um, with, the, with the boxes of food, and we just made people so happy when all the restaurants were closed and there wasn't really anywhere you could go and so we had people every single week getting boxes of us uh, boxes from us and that was kind of naturally transitioned into the season really like we were still doing them up into April May I think and then we were so busy with other work that we had to actually stop the boxes but some people were very disappointed um, so that was kind of our main we created that also I like to just create something from nothing like quite original like, I don't want to follow anything that anyone's doing and don't like being told what to do so that was a <laughs> that was a way for us to just build something that completely didn't already exist and work out what we liked about it and how we could evolve with it and like that is just so engaging and fun and like when you feel excited about what you're doing in work which we have all the time freaking inhaling that like a like life support system over there um <laughs> yeah. What can you describe what that is that he's actually sucking on? That's one of James's many chic pipes that he puts various doTERRA, sorry, clanger on the older branding, um, oils in. So I think at the moment we've got fennel. He'll put in some turmeric oil, black pepper, and it creates quite a sound effect. A Labour Prime Minister. <laughs> <laughs> They're not so popular at the moment, James. I hate to tell you. Really? Oh. <laughs> um. No prime minister or any uh, any kind of minister, especially not, not at this time of the year. Um, I think that's beautiful. I mean, I love the idea of you guys delivering boxes. Was it a bit like sort of wacky races? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, wacky races. Uh, good way to describe it. Um, Who was driving? I did most. No, we all did the bit of the driving, but I did. I guess I did most of the driving. Um but I, quite, I liked it. Like again, like what Hannah said, it's just like seeing the smiles on people's faces when you turned up. You know, in those those times, um, you know, the dark times where everybody was kind of um, at home, not being able to go to restaurants, not being able to do anything with their with, with anybody. And you know, we were just giving this box of joy to people. And you know, and I think that's that's what really connected us to Hannah as well. Um, well, I'm, you know, more so than um, than before. But like, yeah, it was, um, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was good. That's it. I think you know, food was definitely the one connective uh, area. I think you know during those times because I think yeah, a lot of people got deep into the kitchen and started actually making stuff when they hadn't actually been doing anything for a really long time. Obviously, some people just couldn't and. <laughs> don't know how to cook which is when you guys stepped in but I think you know there was a lot of people like yeah getting a little bit creative and sort of going back to all those kinds of crafts and arts and using their hands and making things and getting out in the garden so yeah it was quite a beautiful time in lots of ways was there any kind of thing that you kind of got smack smack into um during those times apart from creating probably something very weird and wonderful James you've got a big smile on your face I'm scared to give you the mic but I will I mean I'm not going to say what I was going to say because it's wholly inappropriate and horrible that's why I'm smiling and sometimes I've learned to internalize some things um which I will take home and masturbate over (laughs) 
Learn to internalize until you so put the mic on sorry. me. <laughs> I think that's called sort of like the bait and switch, maybe. It's like smell the cheese. Take it away, throw it in your face. Um, um, what did I I I I I learnt that I like <laughs> I think I've done my piece. Move on. I don't know where to go with that one. Oh, James, this is why you don't drink anymore. <laughs> because you're too brilliant without any need. That is basically it. I forgot about that. And thank you for that. I love your honesty and absolute no no boundariness in life. And that's what it is honestly the number one thing I love about you. You say everything that maybe we're all sort of partly thinking, but comes straight out of your face with no holds barred. There was definitely an explicit warning going on this episode, just to, to be clear, just like last time when we got into your pies. Hannah, <laughs> have you got anything to add to that? Wow. <laughs> what James takes home to masturbate over. Uh, I mean, you know, we could do that sort of mallets, mallet. Um, yeah, no, I, I, what was the question? Did, what did we get stuck into? During, uh, during those times when we were a little bit more home-based, what, uh, was there any art or craft or something that you picked up from way back when that you were like, whoa, I love a bit of darning? Darning. Um, I think the main thing actually is probably fitness because James and I both started to get a little bit chubby over um, the kind of Christmassy. Fuck you, Hannah. <laughs> like we, because we were cooking all the time. I mean, I so I also that old house that I was living in was very, very, very cold, and my um, my my like best friend who I was living with was in Mexico. My boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, was in Argentina, so I was kind of on my own, and it was fucking freezing in the house. So it kind of catapulted this work drive even more. I was like, well, I'd rather be in the kitchen for 10 hours a day, five, six days a week doing these boxes than not. Um, But that means the way that I cook as well is very intuitive, which requires a lot of tasting and trying and eating and, and adapting and tasting again and tasting again, tasting again. And before you know it, you've had like four tablespoons of something. And that's just one of the thick components, which is all day long, tasting, eating, tasting, eating. To the point where like, yeah, well you do. I mean, I started to feel not very comfortable in my body during that period and we weren't really training so I would say long story short together James and I kind of motivated motivated each other to work our schedules around training so we picked up a boxing coach and then we started going to primal training like handstands like three or four times a week and we would literally Lee has been extremely accommodating he joined in a little bit with the boxing but then we've just had to be like so as our day starts at 11 because we have training 10 till 11 and that's just how it is because we've we've basically created and because we work together like partners we put ourselves on the same training schedule so I'd say that's the main thing. I mean, my body's transformed in the last year as a result of that shared motivation to get fit. And when you're eating, I'd rather train a lot and eat what I want than restrict what I eat and, and not exercise. That's probably been the main focus of the year, actually. I mean, they do say never trust a skinny chef. So I must say, I, I did look at you and think, how can this woman be making this incredible food? Because this is epic. She clearly doesn't eat it. You know, you look amazing. You've got a gorgeous body, if you don't mind me saying. You look fantastic. And I was, yeah, I know that James is up at the uh, up at the crack of dawn doing crazy wild things. But um, I was very, very impressed by your physique for someone that spends all their life in the kitchen eating. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I do train, like, now. I mean, to, at the start of January, and I also, yeah, you, you haven't seen me at my worst. So, yeah, it does change. It depends what we're eating. And we have taken, like, a, a month off cooking. It's just being in the kitchen cooking all day. I'm just eating all day. 
and then um, have to deal with the repercussions of that, which is like a really sensitive tummy, so I get really bloated, and then feel really uncomfortable and really unsexy, and just like, don't even really want to go out. So, to combat that, exercise. And it's like a healthy addiction, also. Healthy addiction for addictive personality types. I think that's, is that a chef thing? Being a little bit addicted to certain certain things and being a little bit kind of... No, I think it, it, addiction can happen in any, any industry, in any work, in any place. Uh, but the extreme workplaces do seem to pick up people who are a bit more you know on the sort of spectrum a bit more have addiction problems because a low pressured boring job they've got no chance of hanging around in without just botting you in depression shit that was hard to say i'm not gonna be serious screw that lee i'm shocked because you are you know you were the man i used to see pumping irene at 7 a.m in the morning in the in the gym for many many years and um you know you're not joining these guys on their fitness regime anymore what's happened to you (laughs) i became a father (laughs) (laughs) to three beat to three now like like, like, that's the thing (laughs) (laughs) that will that will do it papa lee is uh is on a hiatus we never want to be bored. Like, my thing in life is I don't want to be bored. In, like, relationships, in work, in anything. Just want to feel engaged and feel inspired and feel motivated. To, like, why the fuck waste time being boring, bored or boring? So, like, that keeps all of us going as well, creating new things. Like, being extreme, whatever it is. But, like, live life to the full. Like, that's just the biggest driving factor. And if anything's a bit, like, stayed and boring, it's like, get out and do something else. On that basis, how will you be spending January? Because, you know, we're, we're, we're talking now together as a team on New Year's Eve. You know, everyone's not thinking about January right now, hopefully, because they're thinking about what they're going to do tonight. Where's the big party at? How are they going to be feeling tomorrow? You know, what, what you know, in your mind, what is what is the perfect January? Um, well, the perfect January is terrible weather outside. You're in bed by half nine each night. There's a fire on full of live animals, which were warming you as they scream. Um, oh that God. last bit, obviously not true. Um, but, you know, the, the ideal January is that is like you're feeling the cold, but you're nicely tucked up at home and no one disturbs you. But my January is I'm going to be a fucking Ibiza cliche and I'm probably going to be near to Lum. <laughs> but the only reason I'm going to be near to alum, to be very clear, is not because of the people, it's because the primal movement, Nick Brewster, is going to be training there, and I might go and join, do some training for 13 days whilst being in a nice place. But yeah, I'm going to go to Mexico. Yeah. Oh my God, the food in Mexico. What's the first thing you're going to eat? Um, some nice fish and chips. <laughs> not too greasy. <laughs> Come on, what is on your hit list to eat in Mexico? I've never been to Mexico. I've never really travelled. Um, I've no idea. I'm probably going to go to Mexico City, take some advice from all the amazing people who've been there. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I've only really had Mexican food I've cooked or stuff from average restaurants around the world. So to eat real Mexican food, I'm terribly excited about. And I have no idea. Can we have a Mexican supper club, please, in next year? At any point, I don't care. But once you're inspired, uh, you know, fully, do let us know. Yeah, we were going to do one last year, but uh, it had to cancel due to convenience. <laughs> convenience. 
Definitely your Indian spectacle was one of the highlights of my, my eating calendar of my life, in fact, when you did that big old uh, Indian party in that wonderful villa, actually just at the end of my street, around the corner from my house, which I only realised the other week when I was a, on a hike. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that house where we had that amazing Indian smorgasbord of, of delights. Annabelle. Yes, it was San Juan, right? No, no, just at the end of San Solaria. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annabelle the lovely costumes. Annabelle the Bella Bella Banana 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 Banana. Annabella Bella Bella Banana. Yes, Banana 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 Banana. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great night. That was amazing. Yeah, so I think that was I think that was Rebecca that organised most yeah. of that, which is and she she did an amazing job for us. And she's um, you know with the supper clubs, um, you know we've got Amy and Rebecca. They're in the UK at the moment, and you know they're they're still very much part of what we're doing. Um, unfortunately, we've not been kind of going into the supper clubs so much this year, um, but I think that's going to come back, and I think we're going to do that next year more more so. And those two are a big inspiration to us when it, when it, when it comes to those supper clubs. And she's yeah, Rebecca was fantastic in that. That Indian night was fun- yeah, it was unbelievable actually. And James' food was great and obviously and the the entertainment was good and uh yeah we yeah that's it that was that was the first time i ever tried your food and I got my hands you know fully fully uh, in the mix and it was it was a beautiful thing so i'm i'm you know if you really really force me i will definitely come to another one of your supper club events next year that would be a, a true delight how are we going to how are we going to close today's uh, today's efforts because this has been a really nice uh, conversation apart from james's input obviously i i've, I've well, i'd like if anyone listens to this um, hannah has recently started taking up being a DJ which obviously we need no more fucking DJs but she's looking for a DJ name I like Hannah Lan and Ding Dong and also Cookie Monster but if anyone can send in DJ names for Hannah so she can uh, aspire to be another useless person playing someone else's talent let's do that okay so DM Le Grand Bufabitha on Instagram for example that would be a a great place to begin yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Current working name is DJ Handmade. I had my first gig on Sunday at WOW and James was there supporting me. Not supporting you. <laughs> James was there dancing to my tunes, which was really fun. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I'm not in no intention of becoming a professional DJ, but January was also actually at one point traveling in Mexico for Lee and Susie and also for myself and for James. But now I think Lee and I are both going to stay in Ibiza. I'm going to get some decks and just like learn some new skills because we're going to be pretty much closed up shop. I mean, we'll be working on computers, but we're not going to be, we're going to rebuild. We're going to rebuild the Grand Booth kitchen, refurb, get bigger, get better, get sexier, get cooler, make it a place where people like want to come. And it's just like, fuck yeah. This is like almost like London bar, you know, just like different, cool, like somewhere to be. And I'm going to learn how to DJ. And James is going to be like with uh, tacos and hookers in Mexico. Sorry, tacos in Mexico. James is going to take eat packing the sleazy shoes. Um, I was thinking there might be some tango clubs I can join around Mexico. I was actually going to pack them, uh, as well as lots of Terry Towling. I, 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 Terry Towling. All should wear Terry Towling in the winter. No, summer. Because you, it's, you, yeah, that's it. Wear Terry Towling. Tips for 2022. James says wear Terry Towling. Have you got one, Hannah? Um, be true to yourself, whatever that means. <laughs> be true to yourself, Lee. <laughs> Tips for next year. 
Uh, can you just please edit me out? <laughs> I mean, is that your tip for next year? Just edit you out in 2020? Just like a background blur. I- I'm here, but I'm not. <laughs> no, Lee, you were definitely one of the highlights of today's episode. So thank you so much for being a bloody good sport and getting your nuts out for me. I mean, look at that. And a beautiful bottle of, um, of sparkles as well. So um, thank you for your generosity and your time and your hospitality as always is impeccable well you're welcome I, just, I, I know I just love these guys dearly and a lot and yeah long may it continue a little toast to end today's podcast to these wonderful individuals happy new year eyes 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 look in the eye. looking at the floor looking at the floor you're all gonna have terrible sex <laughs> Well, we definitely don't want terrible sex, but wishing you a very happy new year for 2022. And thank you for coming and listening back to this episode. We will see you in 2022. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel.